0: Afternoons with Rob Brinkinridge, weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, here we are, folks. November 13th has arrived. It is plebiscite day. Uh Take the opportunity, to get out there, have your say on the question of hosting the 2026 Winter Olympics. And by the way, do let us know what your experience is at the polling station. We'll keep an eye on how things are proceeding uh, throughout the day. 403-974-8255. And don't forget, coming up 9 to 11 o'clock tonight, it'll be me, Joe McFarland. And we'll be bringing you the results once they become available. I was going to say as they come in, but we're just going to get it all in one fell swoop at some point tonight. Uh, so we'll go from not having any idea to knowing the results, but we will be on the air from 9 to 11 this evening. And we got a lot to get to still on the program today. Of course, uh, as we've known all along, the day after the Olympic plebiscite is going to be the day uh, that the city of Calgary presents its four-year budget plan. It's expected uh, that there's going to be some bad news in that budget and the Form of tax increases, service cuts. And then at some point, I suppose, if we're going to move forward on an Olympics, we're going to have to figure out how to budget for that. Uh, Interestingly enough, there's a a new study out today from the C.D. Howe Institute looking at the budgeting practices of cities right across the country. And Calgary doesn't fare too well in all of this. Now, the study is called Show Us the Numbers, Grading the Financial Reports of Canada's Municipalities. And it finds that for the most part, unfortunately, in Canada, a lot of our larger cities have numbers that are obscure, misleading, and just plain late. Joining us to talk more about this report, which you can read for yourself at cdhow.org. Very pleased to welcome to the program Farah Omran, Junior Policy Analyst with the CD CDHow Institute,
1: cdhow.org.
0: Farah, thank you for joining us here. Welcome to the program.
1: Thank you for having me. All
0: right. well Calgary gets a D minus on this report card but tell us a bit more about you know what it is you're looking at here what what this study covers.
1: Okay so in this report we uh, grade the financial presentations of uh, major Canadian municipalities. Um, We compare their most recent budget to uh, the same year uh, financial statements their actual results for these years and we look into different things but the major problems that we uh, focus on are um, the accounting used in these different documents so a big major problem in these municipalities that they use inconsistent accounting between their budgets and financial statements which makes uh, the comparison between the intentions and the results very difficult for an expert and even for a non-expert reader which is the viewpoint that we'd like to adapt but even an expert will have a huge um, challenge trying to compare these numbers because of the inconsistent accounting. Other problems like burying the key uh, numbers uh, very deep in the budget where the users have to uh, flip through hundreds of pages to find the relevant numbers and also um, non-timely releases of these financial documents. Sometimes the budget is not released uh, until mid-year when already half of that spending has happened. Uh, so these are a few of the criteria that we look at and mark these municipalities based on how they perform and rank them accordingly.
0: Okay, so the, I mean, this isn't a question about you know how cities are being run, whether cities are making prudent financial decisions. It's not a question about how cities are being managed, but it's about how they're presenting their numbers and whether people are able to make sense of the information.
1: Uh, precisely. So it's not how the cities are managed, it's how the cities are managing the money and our the taxpayer money, basically. Because these cities uh, provide a lot of important services, like policing, firefighting, all these are very important for the Canadian citizen, but also require a lot of money. And the municipalities they raise that money through taxes, like you said, every time there's a budget coming up, we expect bad news, service cuts tax increases. Well, then we need to know where this money is going and how at the end of the year, how much the municipality actually did end up spending. Um, a, lot of, a lot of times uh, we see these uh, big uh, budgets that are scary and, and, and there's going to be tax increases and all of these things. But then comes the end of year and we look at the actual resort. results, they're actually um, having a lot of surpluses. They're not spending as as much as we think uh, they will, and they end up uh, raising all this money up front, and then this money just sits there doing nothing. So it's uh, definitely not about how the cities are managed, but it's how the cities are managing uh, the taxpayers' money.
0: Well, it's interesting, your co-author and, and I guess your boss, William Robson, uh, CEO mm-hmm. and uh, president of the City How Institute, is a quote from him, it says, I often tell my students in public finance, don't be embarrassed if you can't understand city budgets, it's not you, it's them.
1: So- it's them, um, yes, <laughs> that's that's the quote of the year. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. So why is that then? Uh, because, so the financial presentation is so baffling, like the title of the study, mm-hmm. that um, it's very difficult for anyone to understand so we're trying to take the viewpoint of a non-expert reader but even experts will have problems um, understanding the numbers and understanding the spending plans that the municipalities have and trying to compare them to the year-end results um, going through them for you'll find multi- going through the budget documents for example a lot of cities have the problem of not showing one city-wide consolidated figure a non-expert reader won't be able to Uh, identify which is the which one of these numbers is the most important number and how why is this this, why is this number very different from the actual number that shows up in the um, the year-end financial results Um, so it's basically um, the, the accounting inconsistency and the varying of the key numbers, and not being able to compare results to plans, and all of the above is just a huge obstacle to accountability and for uh, readers or users to, of these budgets to understand them and actually get any meaningful information out of them.
0: Right. Here's an interesting example, right, right from the report, and, and Calgary is cited as, as kind of an egregious example of, of this. Mm-hmm. It says Calgary's budget showed $6.75 billion in spending for 2017. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. The end-of-year financial statements showed $3.82 billion in expense yeah. for the year. Th- that's a huge gap.
1: It is a huge gap, and that is the issue. So what we're saying is this gap is clearly because of this inconsistent accounting that is going on. Uh, for example, provinces do publish both their budgets and their financial statements on the same accounting standard. And so their numbers are more um, coherent. In this case, the budget is presented on a Accounting standard, which is the cash accounting standard, and then the financial statements are presented on a completely different standard. So these numbers are not comparable. So when a non-expert user will go to these budgets and the financial statements, take this 6.75 billion and compares it to the 3.8. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. These are just not comparable numbers it 's like comparing oranges to apples, um, and that 's the issue here that the the municipalities are not providing the user with a clear picture
0: no clearly not. Uh, calgary mm-hmm. scores a d minus uh, on this report card, which is not good i, I guess there are, there are cities that actually fare worse than Calgary, but a D minus is pretty discouraging
1: yep yeah, it 's not that good. The problem with calgary um, that Um, It published this four-year financial plan, for example, and every time it had updated it and showed the next year adjustments, it only shows, for example, net adjustments. So as a user, that doesn't really help me. When a a a city gives me the number net of user fees, um, that doesn't give me the full picture of their grasp on public resources, because um, there's a difference between tax-supported and rate-supported. Tax-supported services like policing and uh, rate-supported services like water. The second one, I can control as a cons- consumer. I can control my consumption, whereas the first one, it's uh, imposed on me. So a lot of cities actually report the numbers net of the user fees because I'm going to be paying taxes for these services, and they can fund them, uh, fund the tax-supported services, with the rate-supported services. And so Calgary is guilty of this charge where it only shows me the net figures, net of user fees. So I don't know what the city's hold on the resources are. Um, This is one of the main problems for Calgary and also obviously the main problems for all municipalities uh, together is that Calgary does not report its budgets on the same accounting standard as their financial statements, which makes it really hard for me to compare their year-end results to their intentions.
0: There is one A-plus on this uh, baffling budget scorecard. Surrey, B.C. gets an Mm -hmm. A-plus for its budgeting. What, What is Surrey doing right that other cities could learn from?
1: basically doing almost everything right that we would like the cities to learn from Surrey is the only municipality that publishes its budget on a complete public sector accounting standard basis which is what we would like the municipalities to uh, use as their accounting um, their budget is on the same accounting standard as their financial statements and so uh, the reader can easily compare their intentions Intentions to year end results uh, they present their budgets uh, early on before the beginning of the year and then they present present their financial statements very early after the end of the year and they publish these numbers very early on in the documents they're clear they're big they're early and they're there um, Unfortunately, not as many provinces do the same although it does seem simple. Surrey makes it work. Um, Toronto, for example, did publish its budget on a PSAP basis, but it only did so in October, this October, which 10 months into the year. The year is almost done, so what is that going to help me? Um, So the hope is more cities would follow suit.
0: Yeah, let's hope so. Well, people can read this for themselves. Again, cdhow.org. Farah, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank we you really appreciate for having it. me.
1: All right, take thank care.
0: you. Uh, Farah Amrad, co-author of this uh, study policy analyst with the C.D. Howe Institute. As they say, baffling financial presentations hamper counselors, taxpayers and voters who are seeking to hold municipal governments to account. And that's what it comes down to. We're going to see the four-year budget plan from the city of Calgary tomorrow. But as this report uh, helps, us, helps inform us, that there's a lot to navigate. And it can be very misleading and confusing. And when even some of the country's leading policy experts have difficulty navigating all of this, that, that's not encouraging. Again, William Robson, president and CEO of the City Howe Institute, says don't be embarrassed if you can't understand city budgets. It's not you. It's them.